Hey guys, just a quick heads up. We will be doing our second live show on April 25th at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv forward slash something I guess zero zero or twitch.tv forward slash world shop podcast. There will be more information about that coming out next week, so please stay tuned. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we built worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. How's it going, Cody? I feel like you're already mad at me. I it, that's, that's a gimmick. I'm not mad. What's up? How are you? I saw you in the webcam have to take a breath and, like, center yourself. <laughs> because I made us redo one minute of recording because I realized my mic was wrong. <laughs> We're we're not starting. Is, this, we're not starting this as we usually do. How are you doing, Cody? Jordan, I'm doing pretty good. Um, good. I'm glad. I got two good. things that we need to talk about on my end. Two okay. really important things. The first one is Harry Potter and the Fantastic Creatures and where to look for them at. Um, <laughs> oh book, book movie two, the Crimes of Grindel, whatsoever's. Jordan, it was the worst movie I've seen in a long that, time. What you just said is going to be the title of the next episode because that was hilarious. Jordan, it was so bad. Okay, why do you think why do you think it was bad? I just before I say anything, why do you think it was bad? Because okay, look, the appeal of the first movie was that half of the movie was kind of cute. The other half of the movie was about like child abuse and murder and yeah. that And that was guy, the appeal is the child abuse and murder, right? No, I I thought it was kind of cute. It was like there the was child abuse. Car- no, not oh. child abuse. Woo, I thought scared Newt Scamander me. and what's her name making love eyes at each other, and the tubby. Muggle oh yeah, because you love and- you love love stories. So of course you thought. Yeah, that was super it was cute. just cute. It was a cute little story, and then they put in a bunch of stuff about child murder that I didn't like. So, all right, Wait, movie one, whatever. Here's yeah, you've deal. heard me perform on this show. You know that I'm perfectly fine with child murder, right? Yeah, whatever. Here's the thing, though. Movie two. It's just, I'm sick of Newt Scamander. The only thing movie two had going for it was maybe Newt Scamander being awkward and quirky could save this movie. It doesn't. He's annoying. I'm annoyed with him now. Any love I had for Newt Scamander, that's dead. Screw that awkward weirdo. He needs to grow a pair and do something with his life or get off the board, all right? I'm sick of him having responsibilities for anything other than looking at animals because that's all he can do. And he doesn't even do that in this book, all right? So I hate Newt Scamander. Second part, I could not understand what was happening in the movie without my wife reading me the Wikipedia. That's a bad movie. Okay, what's up, Cody. What's up, Jordan? First. First of all, I want to say that you are so late to the game on this. Yeah, I know, but I saw it. I didn't want to pay for it out of a movie theater. Four months after it was released. No, five months after it's released. Do you know what this lines up with, Jordan? When it came to Redbox for $2 and it wasn't worth that much money. Okay. Second of all, you are feeling exactly what half of the people felt, but like the people who knew what was going on were mad because it's a lot of retconning and changing the world. The whole movie! The whole movie retcons the first movie! Second, I thought I was the angry one. I our am, dynamic I'm, 
our dynamic has changed. That's making me feel happy for some. I I have to be happy. What is happening? No, I'm. So I'm feeling pretty mad. good, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Oh god, I'm so mad at that movie. It was okay. so bad. Yeah, it, it retcons a lot of stuff. It. I thought the like, whole first movie just didn't need to be there. Yeah. They got rid of all of it. I thought Ugh. as like as if you just look at it as an action adventure movie. I thought it did its job of being a popcorning action adventure movie. If you look at it no. as if you look at it as a Harry Potter movie, I thought it was awful. It made so little sense. If the, the especially the movie, ending, the, especially the, the ending, it was just like, why did you have to do this? This doesn't make sense. Like what nothing in the world? made sense. And then it's like what this the happens. story should have been is Grindelwald. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It's it's really, the lag. Really quick, it's the lag. Really quick. All I have to say is. The biggest thing is that this is a prequel and none of it lines up with the sequels. Well, no. the quote unquote sequels. It's basic it is basically episode one and two of Star of, of Star Wars. It is doing what the Star Wars prequels did. Do you know that there's supposed to be like ten of these movies or something? Or like seven? It was, it was like, yeah, seven or eight, I think. Something it's like way something too ridiculous. Many. And, and it's like my thing is like how are they gonna stretch it past three? Because it's like uh, that is seven, eight movies of two and a half hour long movies. That's a lot of st- story to cover. How are you gonna not tie up the story at the end of the next movie? Well, and here's what kills me is just like looking at these Magic. movies as a concept of we want to make Harry Potter prequels. They had two options. One, make it about Newt Scamander and just make it about him being a Pokemaster. Fine. I'll watch that movie. If it was a cute, like the first movie where it was just him chasing Pokemon and he's like, Ew, hello, I'm an awkward British man. All right, I'm down. I'm down with that. Or second option, tell the story that they clearly want to tell. And then what I want them to do is combine two characters called Albus Dumbledore and Newt Scamander into one character called Albus Dumbledore and make it the story of young Albus Dumbledore fighting with his ex-boyfriend. But nope! they don't. Dumbledore's there doing nothing for no reason. Dumbledore gets Ugh. extremely old in the next, like, 40 years. <laughs> like, he turns into, like, an old... Do you know like, how old? <laughs> He's supposed to be, like, 80 years old when those movies are taking place. He's, like, 150 when he dies. Do you know how old McGonagall should be when Newt Scamander was there? She shouldn't. She shouldn't be at the school teaching. Negative ten years old. She she's supposed to be a. She's not supposed to be there. Like, you want to know the fun thing about the reveal about Albus Dumbledore having another brother who's, I kid you not, seventy years younger than him. His dad would have had to conceive that child in prison at the age of eighty. His mom was dead. So by the time that kid was born, it has to be his half-brother from his dad, who is in Azkaban and 80. It's not even the right timeline. Nagini is a snake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nagini has to be sexy. Well, the the thing is with the whole Nagini thing is like, okay, yeah, she's actually human who can who's like cursed to turn into a snake. It's like, so then why does she turn evil and become one of Voldemort's Horcruxes when she she seems like, what are you doing with this movie? And this is (sighs) one thing what I want to talk to one of my friends about because they may or may not have just happened to do um a series on Harry Potter. It's just like, 
what in the world is going on with all of the other Harry Potter stuff? Like, everything no. outside of the main series is just so weird. Also, this is a plug for Wizard and Bruiser. Go listen to their series <laughs> on Harry Potter. I was going to say, I was pretty sure I knew what you're talking about, and I disagree with, the, like, authors have to end their work at some point, and the fun of a work like Harry Potter is that it gives imaginative nerds a playground to imagine their own stories. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's, don't have and to that's make the point sense. of, like, fan fiction and stuff like that, but J.K. Yeah. Rowling is making fan fiction of her own story, and it's... Don't and turn the, those into movies. And it's fine. You know what? It's fine, but... It's just, I went in no, like that movie expecting was embarrassing. this. I was went in expecting this movie to be great, and I came out feeling the same. You'll disagree with what I'm about to say, but I came out feeling the same as I did after Last Jedi, where it's like they just lost the point. They just lost. Yeah, the point. I understand. I disagree with your thoughts on Last Jedi, but I understand what you mean. It's just I don't know. It was so weak, and just the retcon made me so, like. Do you know when he, like, Jake, is his name Jacob, the the tubby muggle? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, like the comic relief Gimli character. When he walks in and he's all drugged and explains why he has his memory back, I thought that was the result of him being drugged. No, okay. And then it wasn't. That's a stupid explanation. The memory thing, Cretus being back, like, seriously, everything that they did. He exploded at the end of the Yeah, he literally theory. was exploded. It's like, oh no, he was actually perfectly fine because he's way more powerful. Also, he's actually Dumbledore's brother. Look at this. All this makes sense. And no, it doesn't. It, and then it's like, why were the Lestranges even in it if he wasn't oh a Lestrange? That was so dumb. It was, it was just a lot also, of waste of time. Okay, here's the other thing. We can literally rant about this forever. I think we might have to do this on a separate episode, but continue. Okay, okay, fair. I have one no, more No, just point. Say, say it. Okay, this is heavy, but it's important to bring up. If you're going to make a movie about Pokemon, maybe don't cover the themes of, like, using the Imperious Curse to seduce women and force them into having sex with you. Just leave that out of your movie. Don't put it. Also, oh, like, don't put a bunch of stuff about baby death in your movie. Baby what death, the and they basically made a character kill grave. Yeah, it's just so much murder. And I'm like, well, I thought I was going to have fun. Turns out, nope. Ugh. Anyways, uh, that aside, now here's here's the good news, Jordan. Uh, I read the second book of the book series, The Expanse. It was great. You should read The Expanse. And then you should not watch the Amazon show because they ruined the book series, The Expanse. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Like, I don't know. It's just disappointing when you have these characters in these books that you, like, kind of care about and you feel, like, a connection to. And then a TV show takes them and they're like, but what if they're angsty and hate each other all the time? And it's like, the fun of this is that it's like a spaceship family, not that they're all yelling at each other. I don't know. It's just, no, I, I don't know anything about The Expanse other than what you've told me. So when you break up The Expanse, I'm just like, okay. Jordan, you should, you should, you should do it. So so don't watch the show, just read the books. I, I would read the books. The show, like, I don't know, it's hard. I'm biased, maybe the show's okay, but if it was me, I would just skip it and go straight to read the books. They're really yeah. good. And I haven't really read too much this year, so I might pick it up. Um, Audiobook uh, Man, 
it's where it's at. Yeah, dude, I like audio. I love audiobooks. Me um, too. So those, so Expanse and um, what was it called? Harry Potter and the Crime. No, sorry, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the, the Crimes of Grindelwald were the two things you got. Which fifteen word long title there, by the way. Thanks, guys. Is it really a fifteen word long? No, to, I okay. don't know. It's just I was about to say. Long. It's like that's a Fantastic Beasts and and Where to Find the Crimes of Grindelwald. 11. You shouldn't need three hands to count the number of words in a title. Right? Just, okay. So, Not the synopsis. Also, Grindelwald doesn't commit any crimes. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah, he does. He kills a bunch of people. How? N- not really. But what was he in jail for? I don't know what he did in the first place to be in jail. The stuff that he did in the last movie. That's why they put him in jail. He didn't do anything in the last movie. He, you know, it's fine. It's all fine. It's not. It's really bad. It's terrible. I mean, he was... Yeah, whatever. It's 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 fine, man. Look, the next one's going to come out. Tons of people are going to see it. And J.K. Rowling's just going to keep writing more books. I don't, I don't know if I, they I are. Heard, wait, I heard her um detective books are actually pretty good. They are. I like them. That's the thing is she can write books. Just keep writing books. Write more but of the freaking... Did you, okay, did you listen books. to the Wizard and Bruiser episode on Harry Potter? I did, yeah. Okay, so like what they're saying is like when you spend so much time writing a world and like wouldn't you also want to keep putting stuff in that world like we put out we put out a world every single week so we's like we don't ever really live in it there's some worlds that i've completely fully fleshed out into own stories that i do want to create some days but they're already fleshed out and done and like i move on to world after world we've done what 45 worlds now i don't know what like 45 each and and so that that's the we we move on so like but if we actually if we actually stayed in a world for more than an episode do you think we would have the same thing or do you think no well what i'm saying is as an author part of the tragedy of it for the person doing it is at some point they do have to let go of that work and do something else. And because the characters that I have written and like the stories that I do, like I said, do want to complete and like release either webcomic, either um, as a like written story. Like I do love those characters. Like I like what I yeah. did with them. I like the relationships that I have, like the bonds that I made between them and the story that I wrote with them. But like, I'm done with each of those. Like, those stories are done and, like, completed. It's what makes it. And I'm not going back and saying, like, actually, this character did this. Oh, and actually, this character's evil brother tried to do this. Even though, like, that is actually one of the themes is that this character's evil brother does try to kill everybody. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like, part of what makes, like, anything valuable in some sense is the ephemeral nature of it. Like, we're all only here for a limited time. Stories have ends. If they don't, they just become hollow. Like, you can drag a story out forever, and you never have to deal with closure or finishing your story. And that's comfort comforting, but it's why a show will run for 30 seasons and start sucking, and then you just start dealing with, like, a half version of something good. It's well, yeah. better to end it. You're also it talking to drag it out. You're also talking to the guy who read all of Naruto, which is 500 well, over yeah. 500 episodes and then they made a sequel anime which was actually written by a different person. So I but it was like 
You're talking to the guys Red, Naruto, and Bleach. Well, I... Bleach, there's a reason Bleach I just why, skipped to the end. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why, being realistic, I'm not that much of an anime fan. Because so... It's like... It's very, to me, polarized in the... It's either 20 episodes and it ends. Like, great. I like that. Or it runs for 7,000 episodes. And I'm just like... I'm done. I'm done with it. It's and so, like, I recently talked to a couple of friends about this. It's just, like, they asked me, like, so are you one of the people who just reads things that are finished? It's like, I'm starting to be that person where I just read things that are already complete because, like, I don't want to get wrapped up into something that may never end. Well, and that's that's its own, like, Game of Thrones kind of effect of you get into Game of Thrones, then find out you're not going to get to finish the book series, and it's a little sad. Um, at least the show's gonna end, and I think the show's better anyway, so it's kind of... Yeah, like I mean, the show's a lot better, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, of course, we gotta get to the episode, so we can't even get to what I wanted to talk about, so it's fine. Well, what do you want to talk about? I'm interested. Um, I, I will probably end up doing a bonus episode on this in the future, but I finished part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> it's, yeah, the weekly JoJo's report. Ding, 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 ding. Um... <laughs> It was great, but the ending was so confusing that I had to sit on um, instant three plays Twitch and just like, so guys, what happened? It's <laughs> like, did everybody die or like, what happened here? And so hopefully I will be able to do a bonus episode with some people who do know what happened and we can talk through that. But it was great. I loved like Jolene is one of my favorite JoJo's now. So it, it just, it's, it's a great series. There, one of the part eight is the one that's still ongoing. So after I finish part seven, I'll probably take a long break from JoJo's just because like I don't want to get burnt out. Um, but yeah. So the only thing that I really had to talk about was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I feel the same way about JoJo's that you do about the Expanse, where you come in and you're like, "Dude, I want to talk about JoJo's," and I'm just like, and and that's okay, why I want to have also like pompadours. <laughs> that's why I want to have guests on so I could like fully just like explode about JoJo's because I love JoJo's so much. It's just it's like quickly t- top the list of animes for me. And so, yeah, but, um, that, that's where I'm at. The only thing I did this week was JoJo's. I got, I got the stomach flu on my conference and played Kingdom Hearts 3 the entire time. And then because Wi-Fi sucked so much, I couldn't play anything else. So I moved on to the Naruto game I have and played that for, and played that for like three hours at night. Woof. Yeah. I had nothing else to play because Wi-Fi sucked. I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't get on my computer. So I just played Naruto. Oh, one final thought. Civilization is a terrible game and no one should play it, but I like also, my friends, I re- so I Also, what I'll call, I was wrong. Zach is always playing Civilization 6 and not 5. I just read the Roman numeral wrong. I just left off the other eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been playing it with me, and I am bad at the game. Yeah. But, uh, it's so Cody, slow. prepare oh, yourself. Gosh. Oh, all right. You what? know, it's, it's the part of the show that happens every week. What did we talk oh. about last week? Um, gosh, last week we talked about what happened after you died. I talked about uh, what happened after you died. You made ghost stories. I did make ghost stories, which in my opinion is not what happens after you die, but it's more fun. So, eh. But yeah, I talked about purgatory for a good 15 minutes and Cody just did what he wanted. And we, so we called that y'all. the... We called that the Great Yellow Card Debate, which I thought was a funny title for that. Anywho... I'm rolling Jordan, for initiative. 
I oh, beat okay. you. I can tell. I can tell you. I beat you. What'd you roll? What did you roll? An eleven. Sixteen. Yeah, you beat me. I Congratulations. always. The house always wins. Um. No, <laughs> but I have. I. I just want to let you know. I have good news about my world. It's a red card. I didn't follow no. the prompt. Bug standard. I basically followed our outline of what I am supposed to do. I didn't follow my outline for this one too much. I <laughs> I will follow it for the next one. <laughs> Jordan, do you already know what you're going to roll at the end when you select what world we're going to pick? It seems like you do. Scandal. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um this week Cody, what is this week? I really hope it's a gritty apoc or like a gritty retelling of one of our other worlds. Oh crap. Now I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's what I did. <laughs> so it was the, it was a gritty world reboot. Yeah, I picked a world that wasn't my own. It rebooted it. Oh, I picked one of my own. I worlds. think that I think what I did is still within the bounds because I picked a world that, a world. I'll and allow rebooted it. it. I did a gritty I mean, reboot of another world. I I, I did too. I just a lot of my worlds it. are gritty already. I picked my bet, my least, my most underrated world, and did a gritty reboot. Dolphin of it. World. We've already talked about this. We already, yeah, we already I, spoiled it at the end of last episode. I'm really mad at you too for spoiling it because it was instantly. I was like, that's doing... the one I thought was like the of the bubbliest. That one or your um the planets that are um all clustered. That's the other one that I thought you were you could have done because that was another decently bubbly world but all right, Jordan, <laughs> bubbly world this is, dolphin this is, world is bubbly <laughs> this is your uh, show right now take us away okay so i did a gritty world reboot of captain planet and i'm really happy with what i did so every i want to talk before i go into this all the characters that i talk about in this are canon and the like five other rings that i talk about at the end are canon so i am not like making up stuff some of this stuff gets crazy so coming up you'll hear about captain pollution and then the five dark rings those are all canon you seem to be hedging a lot right now i'm getting nervous i'm just okay anyways here we go things have fallen apart i know i've said this again and again but i'm hoping you will finally listen human greed and their own progress have destroyed the world as we know it if things keep going the way they are there may no longer be an earth left to live on we fought. Oh, we fought so hard. But we were always fighting a losing battle. We failed each other, and we failed this world. We fell apart just like the rest of the world. Now our once beautiful blue sky is filled with thick black smog, and the air is becoming hard to breathe. You can never see the stars at night, and during the day the sun barely illuminates the planet. Due to this, there have been more advancements in order to keep the world alit. But because of the greed of man, these are all created in unsustainable ways that make tons of money, but just make the environment suffer more. Coal plants are one of the biggest polluters. The people know this, but the government won't change to cleaner solutions because these ways keep the bigwigs pockets lined with money. Money is the only green thing that exists in this world now. Rainforests have been completely plowed, ruining many ecosystems. Many animals have become extinct, and the effort to save endangered species has all but completely failed. Of course, with more output from industrial companies comes more waste. The effort to recycle has been tossed aside, and thus rivers and even our ocean have become completely polluted. 
The water has to go through many filtration processes just to become drinkable. And usually, unfiltered water is cloudy brown or green. Climate change has caused the ice caps to melt, flooding and destroying many communities. California no longer exists. And the U.S. coastlines now start at Ohio and Idaho. Many countries are, complete, are left completely impoverished, only helped along by the greed-filled tycoons who helped them for their own gain, whether this is for slave labor or other favors. The changes in the environment have brought many diseases as well. The people are sickly, but yet only the rich can get treatment. Medicine goes to the highest buyer. But despite that, the world suffers from vast overpopulation and very limited land space. This is now a world that is devoid of love and hope. So really, my imagination for this world is a complete wasteland. And I'm not talking like desert. I'm talking about just pretty much living on top of a dump for most of this world. Yeah, and, right. Like the world is green and disgusting. Uh, sorry, the water is green and disgusting. The... Um, like, you're living on top of each other. Like, imagine Ready Player One type of living on top of each other, but just tons of trash filling in the empty space. And that's yeah. pretty much my setup for this world. That makes sense with Captain Planet, actually, because that's kind of always been the tone of Captain Planet. Yeah, it's like, we need to stop these villains before this world gets destroyed, but then it's yeah, always it's done always like this funny, like, happy, based. it's like, oh, we have to recycle, let's stop these villains. But it's like, now, what if these villains actually succeeded is where I took it. So, your turn. All right. <clears throat> I'm ready for gritty dolphin world. <laughs> All right. A dolphin swims before you. He has a long scar running down his face. His overmuscled body moves through the thick and murky water with ease. He has two turbines grafted underneath of his body, and one fin seems to have been burnt off and replaced with a crude rust-colored replacement. Sorry, I used replace twice in that <laughs> sentence. It's like you Every so slurs. often... One eye flashes red. Why? He has a robot eye. Of course he has a robot eye. <laughs> this is like when um, Reboot, the TV show, went yeah. gritty for that one season. Oh my lord, this is great. Yeah, yeah, this is a gritty dolphin. <laughs> and he has one robot eye and a mechanical fin and he has turbines under his body so he can go faster. Who remembers the day the iron? Who remembers the day of the iron rain? What difference does it make? Anyway, all we know now is none of us know the feeling of sand anymore. The ocean's floor is brown razor blades. Sometime before we learned to record our history, the sky above turned to fire. The above creatures all died. And iron rained into our oceans. Massive metal structures sunk hundreds of feet beneath the salt water. We don't know why, but our once beautiful ocean floor landscape was replaced with something much different. Rotten metal. Our once clean water was replaced with toxic green near the surface and choking metal sludge near the bottom. Those finless creatures above us never understood... They could not understand our calls, but they were always friendly in a way. They thought of us as dumb and alien, and we thought of them as trivial worker bees. Not that we know what bees are. <laughs> they struggled for generations to build monuments to themselves rather than living joyful lives of freedom. Now us dolphins swim through the inverted cities they once created. Broken 
and rotten. All right, so there are dolphins. Oh, this is obviously. your best world that you've ever written. Oh my lord! It's not. I definitely don't think it's my best, but well, there were your, dolphins. It's definitely your funniest. <laughs> <laughs> there were dolphins, um, and there was people. In my imagination, society had advanced like further than we are now substantially. Okay. And then something happened. The dolphins don't really know what, and all of like the giant metallic structures, both around the ocean like i imagine this is kind of like neo cities where they're like huge and impossibly massive all collapsed and slid into the ocean so like if you imagine in the future there's probably a lot more stuff orbiting the planet like all of that comes crashing down did we just write a world in the same universe like did this happen on earth after the eco villains one no i didn't really imagine this being the result of ecological Okay. Or it, like it's it wasn't necessarily it wasn't like global warming killed the dolphins. Okay. It was like it would be something along the lines of like a meteor strike or a solar flare, something that like blew up everything mechanical and threw it into the ocean. And in my world, somehow there was enough metal on land that slid into the oceans that literally now the entire bottom of the ocean floor is just decaying metal and these old giant structures are just sitting there. Um, so well, that's because they didn't have land to put all that metal on. I guess, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because this is this is a world without um land. So and so at this point in history, humanity kind of knew that dolphins were intelligent, but we really weren't talking to them yet. But dol and dolphins had advanced in their sentience a little bit, but not to the point of like good communication. So this was before they knew how to record history, really. So this is all like oral history that was passed down. So all they know is at one point, the land above just like turned to fire and then it was raining metal into the oceans in mass. And then everything above the surface is dead. Okay. Um, and now everything on the bottom of the ocean is rusting metal and toxic sludge. So for this world, I just want to like later draw like a short webcomic of just a guy asking a dolphin for a smoke because that's what I imagine. <laughs> that's what I imagine is that you, you got to smoke. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they all smoke under the water. Well, I guess they like vape under the water. Probably. I don't <laughs> they, know if you could they smoke. vape. Oh my Lord. Vaping dolphins is like your best yeah. idea yet. It's definitely a a, a vape dolphin. I definitely didn't think I would be laughing so hard during this episode. Also, real quick, I just said vape and I'm worried people are going to take me seriously. Don't vape. It's so stupid. Sorry. If if any of our fans vape, I'm going to apologize. Jordan, do you vape? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. No. What? No. Oh, okay. I was worried. I'm just saying. Ugh, vape. Anyways, but yeah, no, I didn't think I would be laughing so hard at that. And vaping dolphins is just probably one of your best, (laughs) probably one of your best creations yet, dude. Well, well, funniest. Again, funniest, because you've had some really, really solid creations that, like, honestly, I love. But vaping dolphins is just at the top of the list right now. I feel like this is going to redeem Dolphin World. So It, I got it already has. It already has. <laughs> it's already better. Yeah, like, just because, I just imagine this gritty dolphin, like, robot eye, just like, <laughs> turbines up to you, just like, yo, here's yeah. what happened to my world. It's just, it's just a really <laughs> funny image to me. Anyways, All right, Jordan. Uh, here's Slap my, me with your next section, bud. Yeah, my flora and fauna section, because I still, for some reason, follow our original like list. I I did too this time. I, I did it right. I mean, our new list is awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy with it. Anywho, 
Gaia is dying because of the state of this world. She has taken what surviving species of animals that were left and gone underground. What? Who's, what's Gaia? Gaia? Captain Planet. She was the person. She was the embodiment of Mother Earth that was helping Did the planet. Did Captain Planet have a girlfriend? No, 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 no. She was the embodiment of Mother Earth that was helping them along. They basically gave them the power to summon Captain Planet. And you mean Captain Planet wasn't like, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I gotta Google something. Hang on. No! Cody! No, don't rule 34 this! <laughs> Not specifically rule 34. Anyways, can I start over since you have, of course, as usual, as soon as I open my mouth, you interrupt me. I just wanted to know who Gaia was. I don't know anything about Captain Planet. Oh, you didn't I did wa- not you, watch it. Oh, much. I watched Captain Planet all the time and thought it was good when I was a kid. And now I look back like, this was really stupid. And thus, gritty reboot. Because everything needs a gritty <laughs> reboot. And that's, we'll talk about this after, but like, it, yeah, we'll talk about it after. So anyways, Gaia is dying because of the state of this world. She has taken what surviving species of animals left that were left and gone underground to hibernate, waiting for the day when we can win the fight and save the world save the dying world. Gaia believes that there is a way to reverse the harm that the Council of Equal Villains has wrought on the world. Gaia has completely disappeared. She's hid herself away after, well, after the last battle. Due to her taking the last few surviving species into hiding and hibernation, animals are hard to come by. There is not enough to create food for mankind which has allowed the eco-villains to paint Gaia as public enemy number one. I have even gone into hiding because of this. With the lack of animals for food, the government has now created many factories that make synthetic proteins for consumption. They disguise this as being organic and biological, but it is food made from chemicals found in the waste. The food is disgusting, but it is consumed so that we may live. Which I, I look back at some of my worlds, I do this a lot. Like, we only eat the food so that we can live. <laughs> people don't think that things are as bad as they are right now. The media tells people one thing, and therefore they believe it. Sit in front of a screen and all of your problems will go away. Everyone has some type of screen with them at all times. If it's not a TV, it's a cell phone. If it's not a cell phone, it's a computer. People are fed lies constantly, and they believe them. The world is more disconnected than ever because of the screens. Things will only get much worse, and this is all started because of our undeniable defeat by the hands of the eco-villains and Captain Pollution. Also, look up a picture of Captain Pollution because it's the goofiest looking thing. I mean, I'm going to have to take a break from looking at pictures of Gaia now, though. Ew, Cody, come on. (laughs) I remember, since this was Gritty Reboot, I remember your comment, I think, in the second episode where you talked about having a crush on Hexadecimal from Reboot. And that still scarred me. Did you not? 40, 40 episodes ago, that scars me still. I, I like I like his little shirt is like yeah, is it, instead of the Captain Planet which is the um, Earth his is the ripped open Earth because he's the bad Captain Planet and he's got like poop on him yeah he he's red it has like these like freckles of like I guess pollution <laughs> but anyways that's my second section no animals you're fed synthetic of just gross food made from waste and Captain P- Pollution has corrupted the minds. Anyways, your turn. Okay, you know, you sassed me about Hexadecimal, but she's working that corset. Oh my gosh, Cody. Just saying. Uh, I'm going to draw you a picture of Hexadecimal on one of my streams. 
If you do, I will hang it up in this room, and all of my friends will be very confused why okay. I have an exodus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> It'll be behind me in all of our recordings. You'll get to see it. All I, right. I'm definitely gonna do a portrait of hexadecimal now. <sighs> all right. <clears throat> I gotta do the gravel voice. We lived, but others were not so lucky. Fish died. Turtles died. Mussels and sharks, so many died. After the day of iron rain, the ocean became poisoned Dude, by the world above. That is such but a the cool days, name for it. The day of iron rain. Yeah, and you know it's cool. That is came so up with cool. that myself. But in the days after, <laughs> the water tasted of death. Those poor beasts are the lucky ones. They got off easy. Well, maybe we did. The dolphins changed, but not as much. We are bigger than those that survived, and we learned to survive in harsher conditions. According to what we know of our history, we do live much less than we used to. But that's not the real problem. The real tragedy is the whales. They were our close cousins. <laughs> the whales. They were... They were never as bright, but these massive stoic creatures were used were once well loved by the dolphins. In appearance, they changed much like us. Got bigger. Much bigger. And also able to survive in poisoned oceans. But their once calm minds became <laughs> Okay. Really quick, since Sorry. you're messed up, I just want to say I love how once again you paint the whales as public enemy number one. This I hate like the whales. Third time that you've done this. Screw whales! They're dead to this me. And now I have an excuse. This is the third time you've done evil whales. You I'm did just saying, I wish whales. Whaling you did angler whales that you stole from me, and now you're doing this. Anyways, they got bigger and able to survive in oceans, and their once calm minds changed. They became. The Leviathans. Oh, Leviathans, dude. massive and vicious. These powerful beasts swim low and deep. They can devastate other any creature they come across. We make plans for what to do when a Leviathan appears, but every plan is a joke. We all know the only thing to do. When a Leviathan appears, you run or you die. Those are the only options. The otters and the sea lions changed as well, became feral and monstrous, the toxic water them driving into a killing frenzy. Only us dolphins kept our sanity, but we still feel the call of the water. We all feel it every day, calling us to kill each other, to respond with violence. But each day we resist. At least, most of us do. So, the only thing that survived in the ocean was mammals. Yeah. All the fish and everything else are dead. Um, the biggest change for... Well, okay, so let's start with the dolphins. They just got bulkier. They're just bigger now. You know, they're just ripped. <laughs> they're just muscular now. The, these are just they, sexier they ripped dolphins. <laughs> they, they do um, crossfit and they vape. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's where these dolphins are at. Now, the whales also got massive. Like, way bigger. Because you got to think, like, if a dolphin kind of doubles in size, it's like, well, now instead of weighing 100 pounds, it weighs 200 pounds. But if a whale doubles in size, it's like, shoot, now it's the size of a skyscraper. This thing is massive, right? So the whales got huge. 
and they've become like practically a force of nature. They're just like death if they show up. Nothing can survive the attack of a leviathan. Um, so they're feared. Everything else that was a mammal that lived in the ocean, most of them became like monster versions of themselves and all went crazy into like a bloodlust, which the dolphins still feel tugging at their minds. So basically now there's zombies. So there's like zombie sea otters and zombie sea lions and zombie manatees all trying to kill the dolphins. Okay. Really quick, I'm going to make a reference that probably no one's going to remember, but this reminds me of that episode of SWAT Cats where everything gets mutated and turns into, like, oh a God. mutated version of itself and, like, everybody goes crazy. That reminds me. Did you me- watch SWAT Cats? Dude, I used to love SWAT Cats. I thought I was the only person that man, watched that SWAT Cats. Man, that show was great. You see, it was oh, on man. in the same era as Reboot and um, Captain Planet and all that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was. I used to watch Swat Cats all the time. But yeah, this reminds me of an episode where everything, like, whatever villain, like, mutates everybody to a gross monster. Oh, gosh. Swat Cats is so... Jeez, I just saw something about Swat Cats I've never wanted to see before. Now I need to bleach my eyes. <laughs> Rule 34 will always get you. <laughs> I didn't put in Rule 34. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was my second section about Flora I, and Fauna. I really love... So, okay. So, Cody, I love your stories. I really do love when you write stories where you kind of do, like, you know, your esoteric... Not esoteric. Esoteric way of world building. But I do love when you just stick a stock standard world and just make something. Because you just make these really funny and just really inventive ideas. And I love that side of your world building. I definitely, like, I knew I wanted to do Dolphin, and then I just, like, had this mental picture of, like, metal structures, like, slowly raining rust into the oceans, and I'm like, I got it! I'm done! I figured out the world! That's it! That's that's the start of it. That, it's gonna be easy from here. Right? I love when you just get that one idea, you're like, okay, I can make something from this. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, here's my next section. This is the history. Years ago, things went as they normally did. We fought the eco-villains, beat them at their own game, and then sent them on their way. The eco-villains would then regroup and try again. But, knowing what I know now, we shouldn't have wasted our time. We should have just killed the bastards and rid the world of their (laughs) evil influence. We didn't know how truly dangerous they were. Like the other planeteers, I thought we would always have a leg up on them because of our power rings. But... We would soon find out that behind the scenes, Ecovillain leader Zarm was finding a way to harness the leftover energy that Gaia and our rings expelled. Sacrificing his own life, he created the Five Dark Rings, which again, this is canon, this isn't just me making up crap. Super Radiation, Deforestation, Smog, Toxin, and Hate. The eco-villains knew they would not be able to beat Captain Planet on their own, so they targeted the Planeteers individually. The first to go was Wheeler. He was deeply poisoned by the Toxic Ring. I couldn't save him. Then G and Linka died in a tragic deforestation accident. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that with straight face. I can't say that with Walking through the forest, it's just like tree. I tried so hard when practicing this to try to say that with a straight face, but I can't say the, that with a straight face. 
The part where they get killed by a tree, I really have to imagine plays a lot like the time that Goofy dies in Kingdom Hearts. Where he's just like, dead. They're like, Goofy, no! That, that's what I imagine this being like. They're all crying. But it's in like the pretty 80s style cartoon, yeah, you know? I, yeah, jeez. I'm, I'm imagining this as like a live action reboot. And it's just like, like so the first like... 15 like like the power rangers movie yes that's that's what i had in mind when i was like developing this is like the power Rangers. this live action just like super gritty it's like the first like 15 minutes like explains what happened before like you see it and like the character is like is explaining like to the new player well you'll get to this later but anyways first to go was wheeler died by toxic second to go was gm link <laughs> they died in a deforestation accident <laughs> Last to go was Mati and his little monkey. I arrived too late and saw the small fire that was his life. <laughs> stopped, stopped out, <laughs> stopped out by. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I need to say this seriously. Wait, no. This no, is gritty. Please. This is gritty. <laughs> Hang on, I need to. I need to know something, Jordan. You need to explain something to me. Was there a character named Mati? Yes. Who had a monkey. Please. And he had a monkey. Yes. Can I ask you something? Where was he supposed to be from? India. <laughs> India. <laughs> it's so racist. <laughs> Did he have like a really bad accent too? Please tell me. Yes. He had an ill-advised accent. Okay. Dude, I, I need to finish this section. Please stop making me laugh. Also, Jordan, I'll have you know, I looked it up on the the fandompedia for Captain Planet. Mati is not from India. He's half Native American and half Brazilian. Okay, I was racist. I'm sorry. I assumed he was... Okay, you know what? That's gonna cut out because I can't be wrong. I'm kidding. We're, <laughs> we're, we're leaving that in. Okay, so anyways... <laughs> I arrived too late and saw the small fire that was his life stomped out by a new being. With the other planeteers dead, I could Did not... someone stomp a monkey Yes! Shut up! I tried... Seriously. By being gritty, I realized I just went to a zone of ridiculous. <laughs> With the other planeteers dead, I could not summon Captain Planet. And the eco-villains knew this. They had used their rings to summon their own captain. Captain Pollution. He was the one who ended Monty's life. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I hope he just shot him in the head too, really unceremoniously. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like there wasn't a big epic fight scene. <gasps> <laughs> okay, dude. Oh, seriously, gosh. this is gonna be like a lot of mic cracks because I'm laughing too loud. Okay, this is why Captain Pollution. Wait, sorry. I wow. I skipped a paragraph. Captain Pollution quickly rose as the eco-villain's god of destruction. He helped them corrupt the world into what it is today. But not only did he pollute the world, he also polluted the minds of the people. Those who were weak-minded became his slaves to do his, to do his and the eco-villain's dirty deeds. They now oppress the world. This has made things hard for me. After the deaths of my closest friends, I gathered the other four rings and went into hiding. With all five powerful magic rings made by Gaia, Captain Planet could be summoned, but each ring needed a heart to control it. Without the other planet tears, Captain Planet has no power. This is why Captain Pollution doesn't just off the other ego villains and rule the world on his own. He needs their powers to exist. 
Without them, he is nothing. Even though he gains strength day by day through the pure desolation he has wrought, he would disappear if the villains lost their rings or died. The only hope I have is to gather new planeteers and reboot the planeteer gang starting over from scratch. This time, I hope we won't make the same mistakes and we will end the eco-villains for good and finally behead the snake that is Captain Pollution. The battle will be harsh, but I will make sure we finally stamp out their cold, worthless lives. Wow. Okay, so first of all, I threw in reboot because I was so afraid you were going to call yellow card on me. Why would I call a yellow card on you? Because I've been calling yellow card on you every single episode for the last, like, six weeks. Yeah, it's because I never do our podcast. <laughs> I just do something else. I'm bad at I our podcast. I remember you saying the line is, like, about wanting to put as much work in as other people who do the podcast. You don't do that for this show. I don't think that's true. That's that's unfair. Just because I work more efficiently than you doesn't mean I work worse than you. You don't usually follow the props, Cody. Yeah, that's because I'm more creative than you are. Cody, you're making me upset now. Continue with your world. <laughs> uh, all right, let me rock you with my dolphin world. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, all right. In the early days, the seas bled. Not only did most creatures die, but the ones that remained were driven mad. The dolphins were not ready. We were not ready to have to fight monsters for our food. We were not ready to defend ourselves from creatures that used to be our cousins. And most of all, we were not ready for our society to collapse. Back then, many dolphins went mad. We are all mad now, but only a little. Well, I mean, I would be days, mad if my world ended too. But in those <laughs> days before we were interrupted. <sighs> but in the in back in those days of the Iron Rain, sorry. <laughs> Many dolphins began to kill. Pods turned to infighting. And that's what led to the first of many changes. The dolphins learned how to fight. Before society fully collapsed, we banded together. And more importantly, we learned to kill. We took up the rusted spikes of iron and killed the feral dolphins. How do they pick up those rusted spikes is what I want to know. Okay, so I didn't mention before, but in my world, they have opposable flipper thumbs. <laughs> I, I, I know I didn't say that explicitly in this world, but if you listen back to my dolphin world, the dolphins have thumbs. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's canon for the dolphin world. They had, I forgot they had how thumbs. stupid you were. I forgot how stupid you were. It was it's really dumb. My world was super dumb. The dolphins were bad. They have thumbs. I was, means they, I was wondering how they picked up stuff. And then he's he like just, the, they look like the Danny DeVito penguins. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so we killed dolphins like a bunch with spikes. <laughs> we killed each other for the first time. There are not many stories from that dark time. All that is known is that after a few weeks, there were no more feral dolphins. Dolphins today that know about history do not like to talk about it. They say that we're the oddity, the mutants, that the normal dolphins are all dead, and that maybe it would have been better if we had all been lost. That was nearly the end of dolphins. We learned to kill, and then we learned to kill feral dolphins. Is your way of learned... making this gritty just saying the word kill a bunch? Yeah, this section got a little repetitive. I'm going to apologize. That's bad writing on my part. I don't edit this. I just okay, say it JK every Rowling. week. 
Anyways, yeah, but I don't charge people ten dollars for this. Anyways, <laughs> and then contribute to our Patreon and charge ten dollars to listen to this podcast. Oh, uh, and then we learned war. Strong dolphins rose to power. They accepted no competitors. Pods grew in technology. Technology, rather not technology. That doesn't exist. From above became the tools we use to seize power. Though many dolphins did not know what they were finding, some learned. We learned to augment and modify our bodies to become faster and lethal. We found bloodlust and it nearly ended us. But fortunately, we held the madness at bay long enough for peace. The oceans were divided and strong warlords ruled their own pods and territory. Now we hope that the peace holds. All right, now I'm curious. Is a plural, is a group of dolphins actually called a pod, or is that only whales? Bro, I don't know. (laughs) Or is it like a murder of dolphins? Did you expect me to know this? I thought you were like a dolphin fanboy. No, I hate dolphins. We've talked about this. You literally. Why do you hate dolphins? You don't. We literally had this in episode three, like episode five. Like, you literally don't listen to me. It is a pod. You don't listen to me because I told you I don't like dolphins. You do Jordan, not listen to me. You how could I possibly remember something so trivial that you specifically? I hate sent dolphins. you pictures of like dolphins being like, I hate these. Impl-. You used to send me pictures of dolphins to be like, oh, haha, dolphins are so great. And I'd be like, no, I hate this. So you don't listen when I speak. And I'm actually hurt. I, I want you to hurt. know. I know you're hurt right now, but I want you to know tomorrow I'm going to send you like 300 pictures of dolphins. And I'm going to send you some more pictures of snakes and sweaters. Oh, yeah, because I went I went to the Shed Aquarium yes! and then I kept sending you dolphin pictures. Yes! Thank you for oh, actually caring yeah. about your friend. Oh, you're right. I at least took the time to send you pictures I would know that you hated. Anyways, this is my last section. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the best Did I episode- want to comment... On the fact that I have feudal half-machine dolphin no, warlords. I'm not going to give you the time of day since you don't care about me at all. I just don't care about your thoughts. No, I, I, I do love how you have feudal warlord dolphins. I, I just love how this last section was just, and kill, 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 kill. I said kill did a lot. Kill? It was clumsily we worded. Kill. All right. Killed, we did. Kill. Kill. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to mute you, all right? Okay, hey, go ahead. Though, we can't be, mute me on our pocket. Uh, anyways, this might not be the best episode we've done, but this is definitely the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> At least this is the one I've enjoyed the most. Um, okay, that's my last section. <clears throat> Earth has seen its apocalypse. Life as we know it could be reaching its untimely end. Captain Pollution himself is the embodiment of the Four Horsemen. Death, famine, war, and pestilence have made this world crumble away. There are few of us freedom fighters left. Those mind slaves of of the captain search for those who would resist day by day, all while those who openly support Captain Pollution's regime live in his pristine city of gold. Only the powerful get to hide away from destruction that has been wrought. They are safe there in that city. Captain Pollution has built it up like a fortress to protect himself and his closest comrades should the the resistance ever make an attempt to fight back. They know that Gaia's ring still exists, and they fear that Captain Planet's resurgence is inevitable. That is why I have gathered you here today. You are special. Though 
Almost all diversity has been erased and those who follow the pollution believe in one master race. Yep, I put in racism. I have chosen you. Wait, 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 Jordan. Why are they Nazis? Look, I'm I'm not saying I like pollution or nothing, but are they Nazis? When did they become Nazis? Because they also Captain Pollution, I said, also polluted the minds of people. So he made like because that's one of the rings. The ring is hate. So he made everybody hate each other, and I'm about okay, to explain Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I'll give it a pass. See, I'm not just making Nazis. There is a ring called hate. Okay, so I have chosen you five, one from each standing nation, to take the place of my fallen comrades and become the new Planeteers. You will harness the power of earth, fire, water, wind, and heart, and defeat the radiation, toxin, smog, deforestation, and hatred. See, it makes sense. Hate. If you just, I'm not, I'm not if you arguing. Just, you. If you just let me talk, you would actually know these things. I oh yeah, but you don't listen you. when I talk. When I said that he polluted the minds. Oh, oh my gosh, man! I, I love doing this every episode. It's such a stupid so gimmick. Salty. Okay. Um, you will work together to become a strong team, even though you all come from different parts of the world. You grew up learning to hate each other because of the differences of your cultures and the influence of the hatred ring. But you must learn to work past these things and become the team that can save the world from destruction. The freedom fighters that hold on to hope even in the dark times are counting on you. They know if they come out from hiding to support you, they will be risking their own lives. Anyone who resists pollution is executed. The culture is one of distrust. Not everyone who's outside of the city of gold is under the control of pollution, but they fall in line with the rules. If one suspects someone is against pollution, they will go to the authorities in order to protect their own lives. I realize I did just make Nazis. (laughs) So therefore, our comrades are at constant risk. If you come with me, there's a chance that you could die. Defeating pollution isn't a guaranteed thing. So are you with me, Planeteers? You must save the world as we have little time left. Be strong. Don't be soft. Those eco-villains deserve a painful death for what they have done. Together, you will rise up and eventually gain the strength to summon the Captain Planet, our only hope. Today, you will become heroes. And as Cody said in his last section, kill, 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 kill. All right. Now, Jordan, I did some research. What? Just now about the Ring of Hate to see if it does make Nazis. And I'm going to level with you. The woman that has the Ring of Hate... Kind of looks like a Nazi. Yes. But I'm also a little bit into it. Because she has like the hair over one Cody, eye. Cody, you can't say that on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can't say, she's not- hey, she's a Nazi, but I like it. You can't say that. I mean, if she wasn't wearing the Nazi stuff, but kept the hairstyle. Yeah, and- I think it's funny how you were, I wanted to see if you were right about them like, being Nazis. And it's like, oh crap, they are Nazis. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit Nazis. They're a little I mean, Yeah, see... Like, everything I made in this, like, gritty reboot had a basis from the old show. So it's something that could be rebooted in a gritty way. So it it makes sense. Not it a does. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing you on this one, man. Okay, your turn. Finish us up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was looking you at the You were looking at the Nazi blank. lady. Are you kidding me? I... Are you kidding? <laughs> Cody, come on, man. Yeah. Yes. 
She's got the hair over one eye. It's cute. You, this, this is all stuff I'm going to be like tweeting out on our um, World Shop Twitter. It's like pictures of the different characters from Captain Planet. Man, here's a character that Cody thought was hot. Here's a character that Cody thought was hot. Look at Hexadecimal. Cody thought she was hot. Anyways. Now our world is transformed. Before we never needed structures. Now we've learned to meld steel underwater. To make shelter from leviathans and from currents of the most toxic water. Before, violence was rare and only used to defend against predators. Now we have soldier dolphins. Before, dolphins were, dolphins were <laughs> dolphins. content. Before, dolphins. Dolphins. We're called dolphins now. <laughs> now we're mad. Fights are frequent and expected so long as we do not go feral. Dolphin lords rule their oceans and we try to keep from infighting too much. But rumors of a dolphin lord gone feral are the greatest danger of our time. There are always skirmishes, small battles, but we avoid real war. Our ecosystem is so fragile. The dolphins that study technology, the, mm, the wow. dolphins that study the technology that sank into our oceans say that we must maintain a balance. Too many dolphins and we all starve. Too few and we get killed off by leviathans. But, also, there are our minds. We cannot live too long or the madness takes us. That is why they say we must fight and swim and rage a little. Otherwise, we grow desperate. We have become daring, lodging ourselves deeper and faster, with the assistance of turbine tails and robotic flippers. The saddest thing is not that we lost the beauty of our old ocean, the new oceans seem beautiful to me, but rather that we lost a way of life. Before the day of iron rain, we had peace. Now we only have rust, <laughs> madness, rust. a society on the edge of a knife. If we stray a little, any semblance of sanity left in the world above or below dies. So, at this point, dolphin society has advanced to kind of an equilibrium. Some dolphins have learned enough from the technology that fell into their ocean that, like, they know what an ecosystem is. And they know that a balance has to be maintained. Okay. And that they are, like, these little clusters of dolphins are the last remaining thing that's even close to sentient life. Like, everything else has gone feral and mad. So, it's very important that they, like, kind of control their environment and ecosystem. It's not, like, good... It's just, if they hunt too much and all die out, that's it. There's nothing else. And there's very little infrastructure to keep them alive. And everything in the world wants to kill them. Because they're, like, surrounded by ocean zombies. So, their society is tenuous and they know it. And then there's also the fact that the madness that they have kind of makes them want to fight. Yeah. And they found that, for one thing, if they live too long, they just all go mad eventually. They have also found that if they try to repress it too hard, they, um, they, it kind of like makes them snap. You know what I mean? So they have to find these little outlets. So fighting is kind of constant and encouraged. And so is just being a little bit crazy. So it's really common for them to like strap giant turbines to themselves and be like, let's see how fast we can go. I'm going to fly towards a wall. You know what I <laughs> this mean? This really is Mad Max Dolphin. Yeah, they've kind of become daredevils just to like get that little bit of rush that they need to not completely snap and start like killing each other. Okay. So that's my world. I liked it. 
I I liked it a lot. I liked laughing just along with you, not at you, along with you throughout that world. That was that was very fun. Um, so just really quick, I mean, this episode's not going to be as long as it seems, but really quick, I just want to talk about this the whole idea of the gritty reboot. Like, why does this need to have? Why do we need to keep rebooting like old stuff and then making it super dark for no reason? Like. Power Rangers, the movie, it was fun, but it definitely had its, like, grittiness to it of, like, um, Rita Repulsa ripping out people's, like, uh, gold implant teeth and, like, making a monster. It, it's just, there's just been all this, like, gritty rebooted stuff. It's like, why? Why, why do we need to go there? I, I kind of think it's a... Mm, it's a plague on our society. Rich, well, it is. It's, it's ironic, I think, and it's... Um, a rejection of sincerity. So everything kind of rubber bands back and forth. Okay. Media from the past was very saccharine. And I think people found that um, dishonest. You know what I mean? When, you know, you watch like the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Um, and then the reality of the time is that it was like racist and backwards and everyone was horrible. Yeah. And sexist. So it's like, well, that wasn't really accurate Dude, so there's this gritty like, andy uh, andy griffith reboot first of yeah, all we resurrect his bones and second of all he's a huge racist who beats yeah, his I was wife gonna say right well he doesn't oh, have yeah, a who, wife although who beats women who's a philanderer there we go serial philanderer go back and watch the show sometimes he kind of is i mean like, I, I my mom used to watch the show all the time i actually do like the andy griffith show to be honest watch it again with a modern eye. Oh yeah, it's, it's, prob- it's probably really weird. <laughs> but I think that's why the the genre is so popular. Is it's kind of like the I'm cleverer than you nod to be like, well, I know that's not how the world really is. The world really sucks. But then now we're like rubber banding back that we like went. Oh, we have to make everything miserable because life's miserable. And then people watch it and go, it's like freaking not this miserable. Can we like have something uplifting? And then we get Steven Universe. So I think it's just the rubber banding of a saccharine media in the past. And now we've like overcorrected and got to something miserable. Here's looking at you, Justice League. And now so, I mean, Justice League just back. sucked. And I mean, I think you more mean the whole, first of all, the whole DC universe turned into a gritty reboot of itself. And then Batman and except Su- for Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman, like Batman versus Superman was the grittiest like reboot movie I've ever seen. It was so just trying dark for darkness sake. Yeah. Do well, you I bleed? Mean, of- Tell me Superman, you're a God. I have to kill you. God, God, man, the devil. Oh, we have to talk about this for like five minutes. Every, every five minutes. It's just the DC universe well, sucks out. I, I mean, it's getting better, but everything has to be gritty. And that's like what they're going yeah. to turn. I used to love DC Comics, but that's been the turn off the DC. It's like they're getting darker and darker all the while Marvel, except for like this whole end game stuff, all the while Marvel is getting so much lighter and so much more inclusive and diverse. And just, yeah, I don't think DC's doing a good job. I think there's room for darkness in anything. So like I talked about The Expanse and how I don't like the show. This actually ties in in a way that I didn't expect. Okay. I was messaging my friend that introduced me to the book series and um it's pretty miserable like kind of like what's happening is scary and bad i'm not going to get into spoilers of course but 
Um, there's like a crew of a ship that's your main characters. They have their Millennium Falcon and they go on space adventures. That's like, you know, you have your crew of people, right? Yeah. Um, and I just finished the book and it's really fascinating because the crew starts out as just they all work together. And now, like, they all lost their previous jobs where they were just kind of co-workers for reasons. And they ended up on board this vessel, like, these four people that are now, like, very reliant on each other and went on all these really interesting adventures together. And there's a little part where one of them says, like, yeah, I think a year ago the captain of this ship didn't like me. I was just a guy that he knew, but now we're family. And then, like, the next scene, there's this part where half of the crew was missing and finally got back to their ship. And the first thing that happens is like the big tough guy just like runs up and hugs this pilot. He's like, I'm so happy to see you again. <laughs> Cause they're just all so like, finally we're home, you know, they're a family and all of that's gone in the show. It's just, they're all mad at each other all the time. It's super gritty. Everyone's just grumpy and like infighting. And I'm like, this show was a, this book is about these people that became a family and started to love each other. Like, because part of it out of necessity, but also part of it is just because that's the nature of being human, you know? Yeah. And all of that humanity is just ripped out of the show. And I think some of that is like a fear of that kind of like intimacy and vulnerability that it's kind of considered a weakness. So gritty reboots go, screw that. No, none of that. That's not manly enough. But again, it's kind of like that rubber banding back and forth yeah. of, you know, figuring out where we land on this. No, no I, I totally get you. And I mean, I am also one to talk about Gritty when I, like, have a picture of a chick with bloody hands, like, right in front of me. Well, and again, like, the, the premise of the show or the premise of the story in The Expanse is really bad. It's, it's miserable. And space is gritty and dark. But that doesn't mean you remove humanity. Yeah. And that's why I think Wonder Woman was so good is that it still had that gritty, dark aesthetic, but ultimately it was about her finding the humanity in these people yes. and helping them find their humanity again. And that is to me is a much more interesting and uplifting story than just like, things are gritty and dark. And it's like, that's not what makes Batman cool. No. What makes Batman cool is when he finds humanity. And I um, I really, I used to love Batman because we grew up in the era with Batman the Animated Series, which is one of the best forms of Batman that's ever yeah. been released. And yeah, so we is. grew up with that, but then like coming to all this stuff, like the Dark Knight was really, because Batman Begins was still decently fun Batman, but then the Dark Knight took this huge gritty turn of Batman where we have the joker is just this monster of a human being and yeah this unstoppable insane force and like oh that's what it would have looked like if the joker was a re like realistic character which is not a hundred percent wrong but it's just that was like the start of this whole gritty turn and now it, it was for, at least for dc that was the start of the whole gritty turn but it's just like I kind of fell out of Batman because I missed the, oh, he has these, like, crazy villains like Two-Face and Clayface and oh, a lot of faces and <laughs> Scarecrow. And they're these crazy villains, but then it's just Batman always finds a way to beat them. Not like, oh, hey, we have this villain cut off a person's face. Now Batman has to beat them with the... In within an inch of their life and then realize, wait, no, I can't be just like them. And oh God, the devil and evil, good, bad. What is light? What is darkness? That is so like, it just, it's lost to me now because 
I don't want everything to be about the battle of light versus darkness, God, the devil, yeah. beating someone in, within into the lights. Like, I like my good. It's all like, the moral ambiguity like, stuff. That I like makes you feel like you're being edgy. So I talk about like the gritty and like I have the picture of the chick with the bloody hands in front of me, but that's from revival comic. Like. I'll take my gritty where I can get my gritty because that was a whole comic about like a murder mystery of people who are undead. And so like there's and then it does a whole thing where it expands where like the whole town pulls together and you get to meet all these different characters and stuff. So it's gritty, but it's not without humanity. And I think a lot of these things kind of are gritty for gritty's sake and they lack the humanity. Like it's Batman it never shows like the good people like standing like rising up and like being like oh yeah we're gonna rise up and we're going to be good and fight alongside you or we're gonna show the light of humanity is not just the darkness of Gotham we just get dark 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 well and that was what I think the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and I liked Batman Begins the best which I know yeah. is weird oh I also like... did I agree. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, no, it was the best Batman movie. The middle one was a good Joker movie. The last one was a bad movie. Yes, um, agreed. All, all so the, way the middle movie, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Is that what it's called? Yes. What I think is missed, though, is that for one thing, it was gritty and dark and the Joker was gritty and dark. The reason he lost is because Gotham wasn't. Oh, yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, that ending when like the um, prisoner actually gave takes the, the choice takes the device yeah. and tosses it out the window was one of those like really surprising moments where like oh crap i yeah. didn't think it was gonna go there's this way. your moment of humanity yeah, it does there's show your the moment. humanity but yeah, where was that in just where was that in um batman versus superman no they had giant cg fight scenes where instead, was that you know? in justice league we didn't get the humanity really in justice league we got them saving people and like oh let's get them out but we never got the people showing that they can be heroes in this time of darkness yeah and that, that's well, and never even, shown and that's the stuff that i'm missing from things like batman and things like dc is that side of the humanity like spider-man does it really well there's this like whole whole comic section where it's um, I forget what it was, but it's just like, like what does Spider Man mean to you type of thing, and like they talk about like how Spider Man, like this one guy's like, oh yeah, I lost my job, and like Spider Man, like he helped me like this and this and all these little things that Spider Man did, and then another one's like, oh Spider Man, helped my son who was being bullied and stuff. It's just, and it ends like on this really just like happy but also sad note. It's like where's the humanity in DC anymore? And also, I'm way off on a tangent. I am sorry. No, no, no. I mean, I think it's a valid criticism of our culture. Like, irony is kind of the death of culture. Someone said that that's smarter than me. I don't remember who, but <clears throat> I do think that like obviously we're kind of making fun of gritty reboots, which is itself ironic. But right? I'm trying to poke fun at irony, hence the dolphins. Yeah, and um, I mean, hence having someone stomped out by Captain Pollution who makes neo-Nazis. Right, because, like, it's so ludicrous. Yes. But to me, like, and especially with Batman, like, I like the idea of a Dark Knight because he himself is, like, remaining in some ways, I'm going to say in air quotes, pure to his morality, despite the fact that he's a Dark Knight. Like, he's the guy that gets his hands dirty, but he does it in a certain way. And that matters like that him having this weird stringent moral code as a superhero is important because he fights crime like he's it's impossible for him to do his job right. He makes it difficult and that's a necessity of that character. So in the 
in the Christopher Nolan movies, at least he kind of sticks to that. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't kill Joker. He doesn't ever do this. And when, like when someone needs to be blamed, he's fine with taking the blame. Like call me a murderer. It doesn't matter. I'll be whatever, but I'm going to do this the right way. And like, that's a cool moral to go. Like he's not doing it for the fame or to be recognized or for anyone else besides him to know that he has this certain moral code. He'll be the murderer of Gotham, but he's not actually going to do it. And that's cool. But that's then gritty. Batman but and Superman, human. he pulls out a gun and starts shooting people. Yeah, no, I mean, Batman Batman versus Superman is just terrible. It's, it's just, just like a garbage yeah, movie. So we, we need to end this conversation, too, because now we're going way over. Uh, and I mean, I'll edit things down, blah, blah, blah. But just, and th- I think this is probably the most important part of the episode, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do think it's important to note that whenever you're watching something, find the humanity. Yeah. Like, it's important to remember that it exists and it's easy to forget. Well, in- And our culture <laughs> likes to pretend like humanity is gone and no longer is present in anything. But it's still there. And that was, like, kind of the point. Because, I mean, we did this. This world was never actually recorded because I messed up. But for Superhero World, I had created a world. And, like, that's one of the ideas that I've completely fleshed out that I talk about. Is just... This idea, like, it starts out from, like, a person just wanting to stop crime and, like, literally, like, beating the crap out of criminals and going about it this way. And it ends with, like, actually creating a superhero team who comes together and protects humanity against, like, the threats that they cannot protect themselves from. And that's kind of, like, that idea of the superhero is the kind of idea I like is one who finds a community within like people who have this power and come together to protect people who don't and just still having that relationship with other heroes other people like showing people the goodness and like hey now i don't run around beating the crap out of villains anymore i do it in this way it's like because the police cannot stop this guy yeah and just and that's and it's just yeah i think we've lost the thread and gone to just we <laughs> No, I mean, like, just soci- I, I was actually talking about, like, society has lost the thread of, like, wanting just oh, dark, gritty heroes who, oh, yeah, Batman is going to punch and, like, almost kill this character. Why doesn't Batman use a gun? Oh, I think what was it, Zack Snyder, who's like, it's like, people's, like, get over Batman using guns. Like, of course Batman's going to have to kill someone eventually. It's like, dude, shut up. It's kind of defeats the purpose of this character. Like, the point is that he would rather lose. Yeah, I, like, but, he would rather... Like, I really think we've lost the thread and have gone to wanting things to be gritty for gritty's sake. But like you said, it's the rubber rubber banding thing. But yeah. Anywho. I do think we're swinging back, though. Like, honestly, there's so many examples of not that. In the game, I think Marvel did a good job of the swing back. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they struck a different tone from the beginning, but just like in media, and I know I've told you to watch Steven Universe before, but please, for the love of God... Watch Steven Universe. If you watch JoJo, so good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm probably not. Gonna yeah, you're probably not gonna watch it. It's fine, dude. I'm in love with you, but I actually think you would like it. I like. Did you like Avatar? Yeah, I loved that. And yeah, that was another thing that was very bright. It's that good. Anyway, yeah, both of them. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna roll the next world. And so, okay, I got number ten: the world where the supernatural exists. So I'm Jordan. I feel like we couldn't do this episode well by ourselves. I feel like we need at least two more people to really sell. Cody, it. stop it! Uh, well, no, I actually have two people, two perfect people in mind for this episode. I'm gonna post the idea and see if they want to do it. But yeah, I'm excited for whatever happens next, and we'll see in two weeks if that happens. Cody, I tried. You made it weird. 
This wasn't planned. You made it I weird. <laughs> I like making things weird. Drew. Okay, anyhow, my goal. but yeah, no, I really like that last like ten minute conversation that we had—the completely unscripted, unplanned conversation. That I was like, "Hey, we should probably talk about this since we're doing this episode and not do like." I mean, we could honestly go back and do one of our world deconstruction episodes about gritty worlds if you want. Oh Lord, we could. I would like, like that to would complain actually about that it. would actually be a really good episode to do if you want to do. So, and we'll we'll talk about that yeah. off air, anyways. Cody, plug yourself. Ill. <laughs> do you want me to do that while being recorded? Cody, you sure? Cody, plug the stuff that you do. Please and thank you. I do this thing called the Wandering Gamer Network. It's where we play RPGs on the internet. Um, and then I also do this podcast called World Shop. You could, you should check it out. Um, and I think that's it. Is there anything else I do, Jordan? Oh, also, every Sunday night at something like seven o'clock, but probably more like six o'clock, you can watch Jordan on Twitch. I said yourself. I I said don't. You don't have to plug my stuff because I'm. I'm plugging Jordan because I watched on Sundays when I put my. Nope. I'm plugging Jordan's content. I Man. watch it while I put my baby to sleep. That's the moral oh, of the story. Oh, do you really watch Something me? I guess zero zero twitch.com, jordan.com, no, okay. twitch. Wait, do you actually watch my streams? The times that I have commented oh, okay. 700 times in your chat, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, you can check me out on something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv. Um, Is it not twitch.com? No, it's twitch.tv. It's always been twitch.tv. Um. But yeah, that's awkward. You can you can check me out there. I've been playing Resident Evil. I'm probably gonna do a little bit more streaming this weekend since I have some free time. I'm gonna do a little bit of art and some other fun stuff. But never mind because this comes out. This is lagged. <laughs> so this will come out a week after I I do this. But yeah, you check me out. I do plenty of different things. I might do another Gundam on stream and actually paint and detail it. But yeah, someday I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. Um. Please, if you like this show and or you want to like contribute in any way, you can email us up. Email us at um, worldshoppodcast at gmail.com. That will also be in the link description. Um, if you like the show, rate and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. And that is all. We'll soon be on Stitcher, right? Yeah, Stitcher. And I'm trying to get us elsewhere, so... Anyways, we'll talk to y'all later. Screw you, Cody. Bye. Bye.